the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Welcome listeners to episode number 20 of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast, another milestone in the bag. This is also eating on May the 20th, so it's like 2020. It's pretty good, yeah. except it's 2021. I know, yeah. Not for the Euros. That's true. They're still going with the Euro 2020. Even though are they? Aye, they're still calling it. They, aye, they, I mean, are think they? of the money it'll cost them to rebrand the whole thing. You can't Let's make see. a logo by one on it, Andy. You've got you, the branding's there. Oh, I can't re- just rejig it because they it's... could put like slash twenty one or something. Football Seems... fans aren't that bright. Right. Like Jesus. you. Yeah, like me. <laughs> you haven't even introduced us yet. Oh, it's... Hi, no, I'm Jessica. Pe- people don't know who we are. I'm joined by Craig. Hello. And Andy. Hello. What have you been up to this week? What's happening? What's the nonsense you've got in store for us? Oh, uh, nothing. Uh, no I not a lot. I, I was playing football again last night and I hurt myself, so... I'll, That's I'll, him retired now. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll probably be out of football for a week or two while I, I recover and can start to breathe properly again, but... Uh, Apart from that, uh, I had four days off. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I rub it in. I'm on my sixth day in a row here. Why so do you have four days? How do you get four days off? In fact, technically five days. He squeezed a wee extra day out because our son had a mild cough. And of course, right. because oh, of the COVID God's rules. Sake. She's fucking thrown me under a bus here. <laughs> like, what happened was, Thursday was my day off. So technically I've had five days off in a row. So I was off Thursday... Meant to be in Friday, meant to be off Saturday, Sunday, and I'd taken annual leave on the Monday to recover from the fact that I had the kids myself all weekend. You got to wow. a wee a wee tactical you day t- off. You take like your holidays and random wee days, don't you? I take weeks sometimes, but I also take random days. I, I uh, love I a random day. I, I just like taking them in big blocks no, of time. No. You appreciate them more in single single days. Like I've got next Monday mm. and Tuesday off. So anyway, mm. I so I was off Thursday. And then I was meant to be working Friday, but when we woke up, our son had a bad cough. He'd lost his voice pretty much, and he's like, yeah. ah, Mum, ah. <laughs> So n- normally we would just, uh, pre-pandemic, you would just have uh, went, toughen up, yeah, you yeah, wee, up. Aye, toughen up your wee prick, and we'd have sent him to school. But we'd had a letter out from the council saying, if your child has any of these symptoms... Do not come within a ten fucking mile radius of the school, or we'll shoot right. you on sight. One of these notices, you know right. what I mean? So we're like, really, right, can he go to school? And normally it would be Jess that would take the time. Like any time in the past, it's been yeah. you that's had to take the day off because your work's more flexible. Mm-hmm. But my work is a bit quiet at the moment, so the work I'd been given for the day was actually work that was due this week. So I'd, I phoned my boss and I said, "Look, I can't come in today." And, uh, and you told I, him why and what did he I just said I, was, I said like I, I'm 99% sure he doesn't have Covid but mm. he's got one symptom and mm, everybody's so got to get a test I've got to get a test and everybody's going mad about it so I can't come to, to work and he was mm. cool with it All right. and hate... literally see by like half nine in the morning Nathan was fine. totally fine totally <laughs> fine it was great I, I hate when you've got to, like, if you're sick and you've got to call in I hate that Because you're like, what well, if I don't sound sick enough? You make yourself sound sick, <laughs> oh, don't I, you? I, I, Even I though you look on. perfectly, you're, you're like, ah, I'm ill here, but you're always like, right, I don't sound too ill. Like, you just hear, oh, hiya, boss. <laughs> hiya. <gasps> I just, I'm, I think I'm going to make it in. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I don't know why your voice is like, you've got a broken leg. I know. <laughs> 
speed. Don't you feel as if you have to put it on a yeah, little bit more? Aye, definitely. How but I know this was this was all through text. Like I, I got on really well with my boss. I just text him saying, "Look, I'm not coming in." And he was like, "Aye, no bother." Oh, t- that's and I'd, easy. I'd see, to even better. Usually, I would have to take a sick day to look after the wee man. Aye. But he was like, "I don't worry. I'll just put you in an absence. Just chill out." Give me a text later and let me know he's alright. Didn't like, count as a you, sick day. No, I was like, you're the man. So then Nathan sat upstairs playing the PlayStation Four, and I sat downstairs playing the PlayStation Five, and we had a fantastic mm. day. We even got a takeaway. <laughs> we had a fantastic we, day. We got a takeaway for lunch. <laughs> for lunch. Aye, I mean, uh, I mean, I've never the, done that. Meet in the middle open at lunch. Oh, I suppose right. Okay, right. I'm not thinking of that. I'm, I'm in my head. I was thinking of, Chinese or something. Yeah, ah, and no, I just think okay, that's kind of wrong for lunch. Uh, it's not really because you can go out for a Chinese lunch. It's absolutely uh, fine. I don't think I've ever had a Chinese before five o'clock at night. I've had a couple of you know the seven days in air. Yep. When I worked at the bank, a couple of years used to go down there sometimes. A lot that. of people used to go there and have lunch. Yeah. It was nice really good. So I used to quite often get uh, chips, fried rice, and like sweet and sour sauce for my lunch at school which was Chips, ridiculous fried like, rice yeah and it was like mm. £1.50 or something like that and I also quite often got like a fritter roll that was a good lunch as well Ooh. I've just it was l- nice l- I've literally just then. ate my dinner but I'm like hungry again now <laughs> uh, Jess is making us hungry the food chat's back I know <laughs> boom I love food <laughs> it's pretty good pretty good just but I know that was, that was a good that was a good day on Friday because so it was a meet in the middle for lunch, which is a really nice burger and chips. And then it's a nice place, but the burger buns aren't big enough for the burgers they give you. Aye, that's true. You notice that the chips are the main event, though. The chips are fucking amazing. They're amazing, really. But, and good. they give you loads of them. They should though, because they're fucking costly. Aye, but, but they're, um, they're worth it. They're worth their weight in gold. But I like they do give you a brioche bun, which Aye. I do like for a burger, mm-hmm. and they toast it. Aye. But it's just not big enough. Ah, yeah, it's need quite, to get bigger it's quite ones. small. Because if you go in and ask for like something like, oh, what? Like, because they have like fucking quadruple burger options. Yeah. I don't do. I can't. One burger's enough for me. Yeah, I'm a normal that. person. But imagine people doing that and then putting the full works on it. Yeah. And that's just like, and the wee buns, the wee buns sitting on top, hardly making any fucking effort at all. Aye, I think if you had a lot of extras on it, it would it would become problematic. Like I was just getting mm. cheese and barbecue sauce, it was all right. But but I so I had that for lunch and then a Chinese for dinner when watching our uh, gaming our gaming Chinese movie night. Yeah, that. Fuck's sake, a double so, whammy. So How's the diet going, Craig? Pretty good, aye, aye, pretty aye, good. Aye, outside, to be fair, good. outside of that, it has been going all right. But I mean, <laughs> that was basically an unexpected Friday off with a takeaway for lunch, dinner, and then a movie at night. What a day. You know, what, what a time to be alive. I almost deserved that injury on Monday aye. for having such a good weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you know how we were talking before we started recording about random stuff showing up in your YouTube timeline? Aye. Another one that kind of randomly showed up for me was a a page called Rate My Takeaway, right? Just showed up one day. I wasn't searching for takeaways on YouTube because that's kind of random. I'd hope not. But, but this guy just popped up and he's for like Bolton and right. it just goes to like different takeaways and let people recommend them. And he's like, right, oh, wait, here we go. Because he sounds like kind of Peter K. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's right up that street, here we go. He'll not be paying for a fucking morsel of it either. Oh, no, he does. Because he's not, I don't think he's like, he's got quite a lot of subscribers, but it's just it's just a guy. Uh, it's just a normal guy. You but don't need a lot of subscribers before you stop paying for stuff. It was funny, though, because he's got like a, 
he's got a table that he sets up. So he's got like a wee fold out table, right? And you know how those in up- the restaurant. No, no, it'll sit outside the take restaurant. Take away, Craig. Take, it's take away. away. That means you he'll don't go to sit a take in away. the restaurant. Take Order something. Away. But he'll <laughs> sit outside the rest, the pla- takeaway place in his own wee fold up table right in, outside out in the pavement. Aye, it's hilarious. <sighs> and he's got one of those wee chairs. You know the kind of fold up chairs that are kind of fabric, and they've all, they've got the wee hole. drinks holder. Aye, that kind of thing. That's what he's got, right? So he'll set it up in the funniest one, and it was like one of the first videos I've seen. Was like it was called like Grandma's Kitchen, right? And what it was was just some old dear in Bolton. You go to her address and order like a big breakfast, and she, she just makes it in the and kitchen. And she makes it and she gives you it in a box. But because he does what he does, he literally set up the table right outside her front door. So he was like sat outside her window and his wee table. And then it's so funny, he, he like, ate, his, like, he ate his breakfast and he's like, oh, look at that's hash brown, that's great. I need to ask her how she makes that, that's cracking. And he, then he was getting like these cookies, that like Nutella cookies, and they looked amazing. But he chapped the door and he's like, all right, love, can I, uh, do you mind if I get my cookies now? You know what I mean? Just like a wee kid asking for these cookies. And then he <laughs> sits down shit. and she brings them in this box, opens them up. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, the smell. If you could smell it, oh, my God. And then he opens them up, and they literally crack, but then they're, like, dripping with Nutella. Aye. And it, they, they look fucking immense, to be honest with you. But it's just the fact that he's sat in this wee table. Yeah. And he does it outside takeaways. It's How so long funny. do you think this guy would last in Scotland? <laughs> because he's been to Scotland a few times. He's done a couple. I cannot imagine someone in Glasgow putting up their own no, wee table no. and their own wee seat and sitting outside a takeaway and not getting abused and not getting stabbed within five I know. minutes. He'd be a brave, Somebody brave just individual flipping the table. <laughs> <laughs> so That's honestly, good. you need to check it. Out. It's I called rate, it. rate My Takeaway, right? Likewise, there's a Facebook group called Rate My Plate, and yeah. people post pictures just of their of their food and sometimes it's like people have creatively put things on the plate or you know made of it of their own dinner uh-huh, made right. it something else but sometimes it's just utter bogging it looks do you know what I mean but it's, it's funny though isn't it for the comments yeah like uh, the comments are hilarious or like destroying for yeah. folk think it's good but then people yeah. are going what the fuck is that yeah, diarrhea I just I follow the page purely for the comments because it's so funny rate my plate yeah I just think actually here's something that happened today I don't even know if you'll get this reference, Jess, but uh, right, you know how the, the whole world now meets up through Teams, especially at work. Mm-hmm. Like every or Microsoft Teams. Aye, aye, every every single conference I have at work now yeah. is in Microsoft Teams. Yeah. Every bastard in one of them. Mine too. That's my work uses. Aye, everyone uses it now. So you know you've got the like the video chat. Mm-hmm. Well, I usually do it on my phone rather than my laptop. Like, I've got a work phone and a work laptop, but I'm never stationary, so I prefer to just do it on the go on my phone. So I turn the camera off and the mic off, right. and I just listen until I need to pipe in, unmute, say what I need to say, ah. get back off. Uh, but I was on it today, and I was driving to my first job, and I swear to God, I nearly crashed, <laughs> nearly crashed the van. I'm driving along, and I've got the thing in my lap, and you can see, because some of the guys do have their, their thing on, and my team at work spreads far and wide across kind of half of Scotland, right? So there's a few guys in the team that I've never even met. Mm. And there's this one guy who'll remain nameless. I'm pretty sure he's not a gamer, but he'll still remain nameless. And he... there's I've always heard the legends of him, right? Like, folk are like, ah, honestly. 
the guy doesn't wash. He's a nightmare, right? He just people refuse to work with the guy, right? I'd never seen him. Seemingly, he's about like twenty five stone or something well, like that. Because mm. he smells. Oh, really bad. Right. Like I, when I I was covering manager of the team before, and someone phoned me up and said, eh, "I'm passing this work back because I'm not working with that guy. He fucking stinks." <laughs> And I was oh, like, wow. and I'm like, you know, you're on the phone. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to say to that? Um, and I'm like, well, uh, and he's like, he says it's fine. He says it's fine to pass the jobs back and he'll do them, didn't you? And the guy goes, aye. And I'm like, holy, he's fucking sitting right next to him. He's just went, I'm not working in here. This guy's a smelly bastard. Christ. So it was this guy, right? But it's I've never nice. seen him. So he had his camera on today. He's got a fucking mullet. A <laughs> mullet. He's about Amazing. 55 year old and he's got a mullet. Brilliant. What's wrong with that? They Somebody. died out in the 80s, <laughs> yeah. and or if you were a wrestler in the WWF, they died out in the 90s. But <laughs> I'd, I've never even seen someone that's not American with a mullet. Like, it's a distinctive haircut. I nearly phoned them up after the chat, just been like, Are you a wrestling fan? Because <laughs> you look like a wrestling fan. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. A mullet in 2021. It was glorious as well. A nice big one. He must be trying to start a conversation. Maybe no one will come near him because they smell him, so he's trying to make himself more Jesus. interesting to conversation or something. For fuck's sake. Oh, interesting. You'll have a good take on this, maybe. Uh, Twitter's been up to its usual over the last week, just folk bitching and complaining at each other, mostly Xbox and PlayStation. Oh, my box is better, my box is better mm. than usual. So one of the things I saw mostly this week was PlayStation guys slagging xbox guys about game pass now usually it's the other way around xbox are like we've got game pass get it up you we're paying 10 or a month and getting everything and users paying 70 pound get it up you but this time it was playstation guys going all you're doing is paying for a rental service that's it you don't own anything that so this was the sort mm. of narrative was like yeah. you're paying for a rental service and i was like I never really thought of it as a rental service. No, but that's, but like, I suppose, isn't it? Aye, it is, but I, I don't see that as a negative. Like, no, not really. Because see, the thing is, like, if you look at it, like, you're getting all the Xbox games the day they come out and you can play them as part of your rental service. But then see if you then want that game permanently. Like, you should have it permanently anyway because Xbox Game Pass is going nowhere. But I suppose technically Xbox have the ability one day to just go, I Game Pass isn't a thing anymore, see you later. And they could just pull it, and then all of a sudden you have to start paying for their games again. Mm -hmm. I don't think they will, but they could. But even if that was the case, say Halo Infinite comes out, you play it on Game Pass, brilliant, you've got it whenever you want. See, by the time they pull Game Pass, that game will be two quid. You could buy it boxed for £2. They depreciate so buy, over yeah. time, so yeah. And they depreciate yeah. really quickly. Mm. So I don't see the issue. Like, yeah, it technically yeah. is a rental service, but that, I don't think that's a knock on it. And as someone yourself that rents lots of games, like, what, I don't see the... I mean, I've got the ability to buy them as well from that, that site. So ah, I can you can buy them, them, and keep them, can't you? Aye, if I like the game. And in fact, that's exactly like Game Pass. Mm -hmm. See, if you have a game on Game Pass, if you want to buy it digitally, you get... I think it's ten percent off, mm. but you can buy it physically as well. But I just I don't know. Like this was this was everything that I was seeing was these guys going, "You're paying for a rental service." And I'm like, "And who cares?" Right? It's yeah. not a bad thing. I I'm, don't I'm see gl what I'm glad there's still a rental service about. In this I day think and age. a lot of people are. Yeah, I, I save a lot of money by using that uh, boomerang rentals. 
Aye, because there's a lot of games that I would not play after, like Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. I really like to play that. But I can't imagine I'll play it very much after one or two playthroughs. No, aye, you'll pl- complete so, it now, a bit. Aye, so really, I mean, aye, it's probably worth the money, but it's money I don't really want to spend. Aye. So I'm happy to wait for it to come in my rental, play it as long as I want to, and then post it back, get that's, another one. That's fair enough. Uh, aye, there's one other thing before we get into the next section. You played Sniper... Uh, what was it called? Ghost Warrior Sniper? Yeah. yeah. What's the fucking name of it? I've got it down here. Ghost... Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts. You played yeah. that, didn't you? Yeah. Right. This I haven't put it in the news just because it, this news came out like a week ago, but we were just we just missed out on covering it last week. But there's a really strange thing where apparently they're having issues getting the PlayStation Five version working. So it's right. due out in like a month, but it's coming out on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and Xbox Series S and X. But the PlayStation Five version alone is being delayed, and they haven't gave a date yet. There's something they can't. There's some issue that they can't resolve. For a new one. I think it's a new. It's a new a sequel. But so um, I, I mean, it's it's not that much of an issue. Like if if you have a PlayStation Five and you want it, you can buy the PlayStation Four version, which will work on your PlayStation Five. And mm. then when the PlayStation Five version comes out, it's a free upgrade. So mm. it's not really an issue. But they've not said what the problem is. But for some reason, they can't get it running in time mm. for the PlayStation Five. It's so. quite it's quite cool. It's like one of those games where it's it's a sniper game, but there's more to it than that, obviously. But there is a lot of skill involved in having to snipe somebody. You know what I mean? You've got the whole... The range and the wind and everything. Aye. And it's it's done in a way that it is. Like, it's not too complicated, but it's complicated enough to be quite technical. Yeah. It's, it's, they've got like a happy middle ground. It's, it's quite a cool game, actually. It sounds like something up my alley, but I've just never had a chance to try no, it. No, you would... I didn't mean texting when I was playing it. Yeah. I told you you would really like it. Oh, I'm it sure like I would. a proper stealth game. That's the way it should be played. Uh, so I, th- I think really I always, like I think I always just go back to. I'm sure at one point that one of those the older games, because I think the, there was one before Ghost Warrior Contracts. I think it was maybe just Sniper Ghost Warrior, mm. and I don't think that one was that great. And I think it came out round about the same time as Sniper Elite. And I think there was like a few articles that were like, "Oh, Sniper Elite was better in most ways." Uh, so I ended up getting that. But I seemingly contracts is pretty good, so I'll yeah. need to check it out. Worth checking. But I just worth noting that the PlayStation Five version will not be. Available day one. I'm trying to think of getting else. You see the new to the two new PlayStation controller colours. No. Finally brought it. Uh, well, I think it's June the eleventh. There's a black and a red PlayStation mm. Five controller coming out. I'm still waiting on my pink PlayStation Four controller. What the fuck would you do with a PlayStation Four controller now? Go up to Nathan's room and play it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I would go for black. Uh, the black one looks cool. It's, it's see one thing that actually is interesting about it. The the red one is five dollars dearer than the black one. Why? Because PlayStation. I don't know. That's weird. There's no. There's absolutely no. No reason. Reason for it because uh. it's spray paint a color. But I, it's five five dollars slash five pounds dearer. They're nice though. They they do look nice. To be fair, I'm sure there'll be a pink one out before long. We'll pick you up a pink one. Okay. Once it launches. Okay, so some new content on the website in the last week. Craig, what have we got? We have a review of Hood Outlaws and Legends by Katie Pedersen. He enjoyed the game, gave it a solid three out of five stars. Seems like 
it's pretty good if if you're into that sort of multiplayer type scene. Uh, I think it has a little bit bare bones, but it looks like it looks like it's got the makings of a good game, and there is supposed to be extra content coming. So if I haven't played it myself, but if you have any interest in that, head over to the website and check it out. Other than that, I have another Monday Night Wars episode coming out shortly. I think it's the October 9th, 1995. What's happening? I haven't watched Nitro yet. I've watched Raw. What did happen in Raw? Not, see, to be fair, it was. this is clearly at the time when Vince was most in love with Shawn Michaels because the whole TV is just built around them. Hmm. Like the, the week before... Not much else going on though at that time. The, 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 well, Diesel's the champion, but he's clearly the fucking second fiddle. Is Bret Hart there? Is he I injured? know, he's there, he's there. Uh, the next episode, he's going to be having his cage match with Isaac Yankum. Is it 96 he's injured for like half the year, isn't it? Not injured, he just goes away and does that lonesome dove stuff. Mm. Threatens to retire. Takes, That's right. Uh, but I... No, it's, it's the whole episode was... There was a six-man tag with Diesel, Sean, and The Undertaker against Bulldog, Owen, and Yokozuna. And it lasts mm. about 25 minutes. Then there's a beatdown after it for about 10 minutes. Then there's a random skip of the Body Donners match. Mm. And then there's follow-up on the six-man tag, and that's the entire show. They even go back and show you five minutes worth of Bret Hart versus Isaac Yankum from SummerSlam to promote oh them, the cage God. match the next week. Because they clearly just did not have anything. Aye, they couldn't even fill a forty-three minute show. Wow, <laughs> These days they're bad. trying to pump out three hours worth for yeah, a so bad. But aye, that's coming up soon. I don't know if it'll be live by the time this goes live, but it will not be far behind it. Okay. Um, on our corrections for this week, Craig has written none. However, oh, oh no, we discussed last week the top selling video games ever. Ah, and was Andy wrong? Well, I would dispute Tetris just for the fact that there's about 15 million different types of Tetris. Right. Yeah, so according to Wikipedia, which of course is, you know, as Gospel. accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the Wikipedia that I could currently update on my phone. Yeah, that one. Right. Um, Minecraft has two, 200 million sales, mm-hmm. so it's sitting at number one. Grand Theft Auto Five is 140 million, and then they've got Tetris at number three, 100 million. That mm. says Tetris in brackets EA yeah, though. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's maybe not taking all the Tetrises into yeah, account. No, this, this one had 500 million because for Tetris. Because it's also at number 10. Isn't. Tetris is also at number 10 in the bracket Nintendo at 43. Aye, so this must be cumulative one. Tetris. Yeah. must be up at that. Yeah. Aye. I suppose it just depends how you look at it, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. How you word the question. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, just thought I'd point that out. Um, okay, so moving on to our gaming movie night now. I stayed awake for the full thing. It's pretty good. She's not seen a minute of the first two films and she pops up for Lara. <laughs> so we watched Tomb Raider, the 2001 movie. It's called Lara Croft. Lara Tomb Croft. Raider. Is it? It says. Uh, Tomb Raider. Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. The first note I've got down here is Jess is being a dick. What were you doing on Friday night? Jess is being a dick. <laughs> 
because I was, I was taking notes as we're watching it, and and you you came out with some comment, and I was like, yep, I just Jess has been a dick. That's the that's the first. Well, there's a very steamy scene near the beginning where she's in the shower. And... That's my second note. Oh, is it? Six really? minutes into the film before the first shower scene. Nice bit of side boob too. Side boob. That's what I mean. uh, PG. I I actually went into it and looked because I was like, obviously. This film, like you can, because it was the first Tomb Raider film, you could tell they were trying to get a lot of iconic stuff from the games in, mm-hmm. and one of the most iconic things in the game is her fucking triangle tits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, when I was looking up different things from the movie, apparently at first the plan was for that shower scene to show her fully naked, and that's what they were going with, and I think they might have even shot it. But then the director was like, no, no, we want a PG-13 rating, so yeah. we're going to have to make sure it's just a bit of side action. Mm. Uh, so they, they cut that down. But um, but they knew they had to get it in for the male audience. That's what that's exactly what it said. In fact, I think that was a quote from Angelina Jolie. We knew we needed it, but they, they decided not to go balls deep. But I six minutes. That's how managed. That's how long they managed to hold their own water before they went to the well. What did you think of the film, Andy? I thought it was alright. Honestly, I, I quite enjoyed it. So did I. Think I. It was... I think it did stand the test of time. Like it yeah. is twenty years old, but it was still... so the action scenes yeah. were decent. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's unique. looked back upon as an absolute abomination. Like, mm. which I, I didn't, which I didn't think it was. It's I just I thought it was just a standard action film. Yeah. Like I didn't think it was in particularly bad. I, I do remember I'd, I've got a note here somewhere about like I quite like see the fight scene in the tomb when all the. Um, all the stone sort of creatures came to life. With yeah. the three headed lady. Yeah. Uh, well, the, when the, at first, when the stone guys, there was I loads of them, like an army of like stone creatures. I thought that looked all right, but then see when the thing with like the six arms came to life, that yeah. was some PlayStation 2 level CGI. I didn't that like was that. fucking terrible. Like it, it was all lifelike, and then all of a sudden these uh, statues are coming to life. And it was moving uh, at like fucking five frames a second. Like it was, uh, I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, this looks awful. Like, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. But... This is fucking, what, eight years after Jurassic Park 1? Which is still awesome. Which like, still looks wise. fucking real. I know. It's not as if you, like, sometimes you look back and you go, oh, cut it some slack, like, it was it was 20 years ago. But aye, then back, you go, aye, but 30 years ago that came out. But back in the day when when it was a discussion of, look at the CGI in this film, because now it's just standard that it's good. Mm. But back in those days when Independence Day was coming out, Jurassic Park, you still had the conversations of wait to see the graphics in this film yeah. when compared to other uh, ones. Yeah. Um, it was still a it was still a factor. But here's some of the people that were rumored to maybe play. I'll get this down as well. Uh, <laughs> so they had down Elizabeth Hurley. Yep, she would have been shit. Yeah, she can't she can't act. Sandra, She's not got the muscular physique. No, no. no. She's no threatening enough. No. Um, Sandra Bullock, who I thought would have been good, but they would have to have pumped her up a bit because she's not get. She's not get big breasts really. <laughs> um, well, that's it. See, just before you go further on that, like another, I, I, I saw an interview with Angelina Jolie, and I don't know if you noticed, but we again we were discussing this near the beginning of the film. Like, what is up with her top? Like, it just looked really weird. And she wore some mad push-up bra for the whole film oh, because yeah. the director came to her and went, you, you don't have the assets we need here. Oh, and so God. she wore a push-up Insult. bra because she didn't have 
tits the right size. <laughs> For God's sake. Um, we've got Ashley Judd as well. Don't know if you know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Christina Applegate, Drew Barrymore. You can't have Drew Barrymore with that wee no. fucking her wee squiff lip. You know what I mean? Cameron Diaz, no. Jennifer Love Hewitt, no. See that Jennifer Love Hewitt? When I looked into it, she was not willing to let that go. She what? did interview. Uh, she wanted to do the film, didn't get it. Oh, really? Then in two thousand and nine, she started trying to pitch herself as Lara Croft again. Oh really? Aye. And then apparently, when the two thousand and eighteen mm. film went. She's trying again. She was trying again. She Fuck's and sake. she's done like multiple interviews saying she really wants to play Lara Croft. For Give some reason. I know. Um, and a couple other ones: Gen- Jennifer Lopez and Gwyneth Paltrow. Jennifer Lopez would have been all right, I think. Maybe possibly. I think, I think the casting was perfect. I think I, so too. Angelina. I, I yeah. remember even at the time when Angelina Jolie was giving her all, thinking that's yeah, spawn. That is. That is because she's got the lips. Yeah. For the, Do you know what I mean? Lad, but Lara Croft always see because back in the PlayStation One, the graphics weren't that good, so they had to emphasise stuff. Mm. And Lara yeah. Croft had quite big lips, and so does. Do you know mm. what I mean? So yeah. it fit. Like one of the other other people that I'd heard had a chance of getting it was Denise Richards. Oh yeah, who she's got the look, but I don't think she could have pulled off. She can't the act. Acting. Aye. <laughs> the acting part of the job, the which main, is the main feature. Yeah. Really. Aye. Did, did you hear about the other? Uh, seemingly, this was just the British press that were building this up, but apparently, Katie Price was linked. With oh it. God! And shocking. some other some other glamour model called Don McKen Lindsay Don McKenzie, who I've never even never heard, heard of. of that. But Katie Price, I mean, you think the film's bad now? Can you imagine her toddling about? Oh no. Airhead. We did look up our age as well, didn't we? Because we were kind of ah, like... She's not as old as you think. Yeah, but I think what we kind of said was she looks kind of the same now as she did back then almost. Angela yeah. like Jolie. She's not aged many Yeah, I think she looks better now. Yeah. Because she she's younger. like, I think when she did that film in 2001, she was like 25. Wow. And she looks a lot older than that. But yeah. now she looks younger than she is. I know. But I mean, I had a pegged on her mid-30s in 2000 in that film. Yeah. It's got a... Uh, Here's the question. At a budget of a hundred and fifteen million, then how much do you think it made? Um, Overall box office. I'm not very good with this kind 300? of Three hundred? No, you're not far away from it. Two hundred and seventy four. It's not bad. Did you hear about how we see we've maybe been looking up some of the same stuff, <laughs> but did you hear about how they basically almost made the film for free? No. They, I've got a note down about it here because I found it really interesting. I so the actual film had a budget at first of ninety four million, right? But Paramount spent less than seven million to make it because <laughs> they took advantage of German tax exit laws, oh, uh, German right, okay. tax laws, and they sold the film to a group of investors, and then for ninety four million, and then repurchased it for eighty three. So and then they used the ten million to like pay the salaries of the cast, so they almost made the film for fuck all, and they what? did the same with the second one as well. It was some mad loophole that That's it basically weird. almost cost them nothing to make, and there was it was this really it was it, it was a legit website. It was I think it was Screen Rant. I got a lot of this stuff mm. from because they had like a sixteen item breakdown on this film because I mean 
full disclosure, I put this on Twitter, but we didn't realise it was the twentieth anniversary. <laughs> but loads of this know, stuff's been out this when weekend. They said that date, when they were like, it's the fifteenth for me, and I was like, that was yesterday. <laughs> when we watched, it, I was like, holy fuck, that's in two hours because we were watching yeah. it on the Friday night. It's weird. But uh, also, Lara Croft, uh, Lara Croft, um, Angelina Jolie. Also, I don't know if I made a note of this or not, but seemingly she got drug tested constantly throughout the film because they were worried mm. about her mental state because she was in with Billy Bob Thornton, Billy Bob Thornton yeah. and she was seemingly like quite, a, quite yeah. hard into the drugs and they yeah. were worried about her and so they put, they like randomly drug tested her throughout the film and she passed every one of them. But I think he was quite a bad influence on her I, at the time. Someone said her brother as well but I don't, I think he's like a bit unknown but seemingly he was a it's, bit It's weird as well that her, as well. her dad is actually her dad in the film. Oh, John, is it? Jo- is it? Uh, it's John Voight. Oh, oh, that's so right. Aye. Yeah. I never, I never, literally never clicked about that. See the <laughs> scene towards the end when they're like in the water, and they, I think she goes in to yeah. try and like rescue Help whatever. Daniel like, Craig. Yeah, you yeah. can actually see a bit on her arm because our she's always got makeup on to cover up her tattoos. Oh, but she's yeah. got a Billy Bob tattoo yeah. like his name's written and you can actually see a wee bit of it because it's obviously came right. off in the water ah. when filming. I did see something about them having struggles with covering up her tattoos mm. that's interesting do you, do you hear about it as well I've got loads of stuff in this film that uh, <laughs> right up until the last minute she was refusing to wear the shorts yeah she didn't like the shorts she didn't like them because they were really uncomfortable she wanted to do it the fans apparently well, I think she was basically told they were like, ah, "You're fucking wearing the shorts. You, you can't not wear the fucking shorts." Yeah. But she was adamant, "I'm They're not wearing iconic. them." And then at the last minute, she was like, "Right, okay." Right, I'll wear the shorts. You can't not wear the shorts. You know what I, I mean? Know. Like, I know. you wonder if like she played the game. No, no I don't think so. Doesn't strike me as. No, I think she got this through as a script, and then probably later on was like, "Oh, this is a game." Mm. Oh shit. You know I, I, mean? I don't know if it was me I would like to kind of see footage at least and oh, yeah. to be able to get into character and oh, understand yeah. what the fans yeah. are That's, looking for that reminds like. me it's obviously it's a film we've, we've yet to cover but like the, the Mario film uh, who's the guy Bob Hoskins yeah. it was halfway through filming that film that he was like wait this is a game <laughs> he didn't know you take for granted uh, that everybody knows that yeah. so Mario... apologies in a few weeks when we cover Mario you'll probably hear me say that again but I, yeah. he never knew until halfway through it wow. That's Which is mental. fucking incredible because uh, Kevin, how big Mario was at that pop- time. It's just in popular culture, Mario. Mm. That's, that's insane. Did you know? One thing I got a kick out of was American Angelina Jolie playing a, putting on a British accent, which wasn't great. While mm. British Daniel Craig had to put on an American accent. And they were I know. Both not great. Uh, <laughs> and it's not as if yeah. they could just switch, but it was just I'm like right, he's. Could you not just pick anyone that was right for the they role? They were both not brilliant either, weren't they? Yeah. You know, the accents were a bit suspect. Aye, very yeah. suspect. Um, if I get in there, we've got some feedback and stuff. I'm just saying. my sort of biggest issue was the sort of whole plot of it. Like, why if ancient civilization wanted to stop this thing from coming together, why did they put both halves of the triangle opposite sides of the world? Why did they not just destroy them in the first place? Yeah, yeah that maybe they couldn't be sense. destroyed though. Maybe they're like they're of so much power that they can't be destroyed, so they have to did, just go then right. She destroyed them. Oh, that, that she, oh, she, she did it then. Yeah. So I'm like, I, don't, I, don't. I mean, I, I think we can all agree it's perhaps not an airtight script. No. It's a wee bit far-fetched. In fact, I've got a thing down here. They went through. Where have I got it? Aye. By the time filming wrapped, the final draft was attributed to six 
different writers. Oh God, that's uh, never a good thing. There was Brent, and then also this guy Brent Friedman, who was the co-writer of Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which was awful. <laughs> uh, he submitted a script that was fucking turned down. A guy called Stephen De Souza, who was the writer of the final, uh, the Street Fighter movie, he also submitted one, and uh, that was binned and all. God. But it went through so many rewrites, and six writers attributed to it. No. no, that's never good. There's quite a lot of like, I don't know, movie mistakes as well. If you look, mm. I'm sure moviemistakes.com. And I love loads that list, site. I never got a chance to look at it. it. But like, I don't know stuff like see when she rings the bell when they're going into the kind of caves and stuff mm-hmm. like. The icicles at the door all fall, but what about the ones that are above their head? Why did they not fall? That's a very good point, <laughs> aye. Yeah. And then another one I'm sure I read was, see the scene when she's bungee jumping like in her house oh, before yeah. they, they all come in. Yeah, that was quite cool. I, I, that's the most bit I remember, because yeah. I said to you before the film yeah. started, is this the one where that happened? Um, but yeah, some of the footage you can see the skylight on the ceiling and uh, it's daylight outside, but uh, obviously it's meant to be taking place in yeah. the evening and dark outside. She hurt herself during that. She damaged the ligaments in her leg. She Seemingly she... Oh, jumping onto the chandelier. Because she actually did all that, apparently. She yeah. she trained for like nine months to do all this and she like was training around the clock and in the first take, she like done her, her ankle ligaments. It's quite a cool scene, actually. It was, well, no, it was a really cool idea. Jumping in and she's fucking jumping about the place. And ah, I like, I like cool. that a lot. It'd be fun to actually do in real life, I think. Just, yeah. yeah. There was also a bit where, the, and this obviously gets scrapped, but the director, Simon West, he had planned to have a sequence at the Great Wall of China. Okay. But oh, they, for that. some sort of reason, they couldn't actually do it there. And their plan was to build it in, in Scotland, Scotland. Yeah. Oh, well. but they, it was going to be like absorbly expensive and they were just like nah we'll just fuck that off Yeah, but that would have been quite cool building a fucking replica Great Wall of China <laughs> in Scotland what the fuck for the Tomb Raider and then film. they would do that thing that movie sets do where they just leave it so we in Scotland we've got a Great Wall of China do you want to just build it between the England border <laughs> ah, exactly <laughs> use some peace I've got down here the final fight should be taken outside, bloody dangerous. And I think that's because that guy, they were all willing to just leave that guy. Remember when he's lying on the ground after he gets stabbed? As soon as he gets shot, his team's like, oh, fuck that. I, I, no, he get the knife. Oh, the, the knife. And aye, the... the knife in the shoulder. And he's the whole, he, his whole team just downs tools. Aye, like, well, that's the end of right him. Away. That's right the away. end of him. That's a skiff he's got there. I'm out of here. And they just leave and Lara's like, I've got this. And as soon as she walks up to me, jump, because he, he's almost as if he's left for dead and she could just walk away and he would die. But, but she's like, it. but she he goads her back in. Yeah. And as soon as he, she walks over to him, he jumps to his feet uh-huh. and they have a full-blown fight. And he fight. starts fighting as if he's I, absolutely fine. I'm like, ah, take this outside. This building's falling uh, apart. That's weird. That's weird. He's a good actor, though, him. Yeah. Right, so we've got some feedback and some questions. We got... One of our listeners, Squinny, he sent me a document uh, just with some takes he had on the film. So I'll just read them out. <laughs> Angelina Jolie, cracking pick for Lara. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chris Barry, legend. Who's Chris Barry? He's the guy, Hillary, played the butler. Oh, yeah. He's yep, a good uh, He was in Red Dwarf. Yes, Red that's Dwarf? right. Aye. Yeah, no, he is good. Uh, he's got how about this side boob I think we all covered that that was good mm-hmm. uh, 15th of May reference He's watching, he watched it on the 15th of May I, d- I don't think any of us really realised at the time about the 20th anniversary no. though it's weird isn't it how we picked that but it was like 
Serendipity. I not sure he knew James Bond was in this. We were actually looking at it earlier. That's yeah. this seems to be Daniel Craig's first big film. He was in stuff for about ten years leading up to there it, was, but it was all small stuff. There was a film stuff. before called The Trench. I think it was kind of big, but this was is it? Uh, this is the he's. Aye, uh, because you, you, I sort of think film. I think of him starting from Layer Cake, mm-hmm. but you look at it and you're like, although this film wasn't great and we thought it was all right though, maybe he doesn't get the Layer Cake role without this. Aye, you see the size of him as well. He's skinny as fuck compared I to James Bond. Still though, because you made a comment and I'm like, what about to get naked Daniel Craig? And then you were like, aye, but he's, he'll be no be ripped. And then he actually was good. He was looking good. I wouldn't have said no. Uh, <laughs> Bungie scene is awesome, so again, we agree with that. Proper yeah. English use of bugger and bastard, that's always good. He said, I fucking love space slash treasure hunt movies. Again, I think we'll agree with that. And he's put, pretty sure some of the background sound has been used in some haunted, uh, most haunted TV show. Mm. And the ending with, where's your head at, banger tune, which I... I thought that was a good, I thought it was a good way to start. And I hadn't heard that song in years. And just to finish us off, we've got two questions. We've got Amy, who's asked, which do you prefer, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, or the 2018 reboot? Mm. Mm. Probably the first one, actually. Because the, the new one's trying to be too serious, and it's kind of shit because of that. I like them both, but I think... I, th- I certainly think Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, is more of a video game yeah. film yeah like the the 2018 one I liked that film but it didn't really seem like it was Lara Croft yeah. I don't know it just seemed like no, it, it did, just seemed it, like it, an, it seemed I thought it just like, seemed more like an action film it seemed more like a game based on the newer games whereas obviously the Lara Croft is based on the older games like, that's the way I kind of look like at one it of, some of the things I loved in uh, the film we just watched was there was a scene where she's got both the handguns out and yeah. she's jumping back the way mm. and jumping back while shooting I was like that's what you did in that yeah. ga- those games yeah. and there was also the bit when she was on the motorbike and she like went over and she was on it sideways and she was shooting while she was on it mm. and that happened in the games as well so I thought the Lara Croft Tomb Raider film that we watched did a good job of capturing Bit of fan moments that you're like, yep, that, that did that uh-huh. in the game. So I thought that was cool. And the other question we got was from Harry. He asked, did you agree with the casting of Lara or would you have chose someone else? Nah, it was spot on. I thought it was spot on. She, ideal. She had the look. She had the ability to pull it off. Like, I mean, yeah. we're, we're talking about like her hurting her ankle. Like She did that bungee jump scene herself, seemingly, mm-hmm. which I would have... Just guessed that that was like and some back, fucking trapeze uh, artist or Liz something. Harley's not doing that. she no. fuck? <laughs> and no. she before before making she'd this. had a good accent. See Liz Hurley though, she'd have banged that accent. Yeah. To be fair, I well, that's what she sounds like. Aye. Is that <laughs> she would have been? That's probably why she was gonna... in the running because they're like, "Yep, you sound fucking Aye. perfect." She could have voiced it over. Actually, that'd been good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Angelina Jolie was in a film along before this that she. I think she'd like got an Oscar nod for it. Right, uh, girl interrupted. It's called with Winona Ryder. I've so, like, so before this film, she's like proper get buzz about her mm. oh, as, a, as a good actress, and then she's going and doing Lara Croft, which I thought was a weird choice, but she is perfect in the role. So, oh, where does this leave us? How many Scotch pies? Mm. Are I we think this it? is getting the most Scotch pies I've given for a film yet. I'm going and for four. Did you not get four for Mortal Kombat? No, I don't, no. 
I thought you changed it to four after we said we were grading it based on video game films. Did I? I think you were three, but then you were like, aye, right enough, based on video games, it is probably quite up there. All right, this is a four as well, then. Four. Mm-hmm. I'll go three. Right. I'm going to go four. I enjoyed it. Good. It'll be interesting to... I mean, I don't want to cover them back to back, but it'll be interesting when we cover the sec- the Cradle... Is it the Cradle of Light, it's called? The second Cradle film. of Life. Life. Because uh, it's got... an a very similar rating not that, I, not you can, that you can always go by IMDB but yeah. it'll be interesting that we think looking back if it holds up to the first one mm. or not I think it's got Gerard Butler in it mm. which is weird like Daniel I'm Craig and then, and then Gerard Butler I'm sure it's Gerard Butler yeah, that's no, in I think you're right which again is maybe the first thing I saw him in look at fucking Lara Croft films launching careers eh? no, fucking launching them all over the shop 300 was the first thing you would have seen Gerard Butler in surely that wasn't before 2003 was it I don't know. Jared Butler. Aye. 300 was 2006? Mm. 2005? 2006. Was it? Mm. <sighs> yeah, I don't even watch that many films. Bloody Fucking hell. nailed that. <laughs> Aye. But was he in Tomb Raider though? <laughs> watch him not you <laughs> probably fucked that bit up. I'm just tell you. See if I need to do some editing in this podcast. 2001, yeah, he was. Yeah. The Cradle of Life, 2003. I mean, he maybe did have some big roles before then. I'm sure Lara Croft's not Mm, out here launching all sorts of careers. The only film he was in before that was that, which is a pretty awesome film, actually, Reign of Fire. You remember that dragon film with Matthew McConaughey? It's quite cool. But that, that's it. That might be the legacy of the original Tomb Raider films then. <laughs> Boosting Daniel Craig. Daniel giving us Daniel Craig and fucking Gerard Butler. That's pretty good. It's worth <laughs> it for that alone. And their tax breaks. Okay. Wait, what will we cover next week? Oh. What's your choice? My choice. No. Would you be willing to do Mario? Oh, Mario. Or would you just oh, rather no, leave that for a couple of weeks? No, I'll go for it. I'll do Mario. Just. Because <laughs> I was going to watch it this week anyway. Mario Brothers. Super, is it, aye, Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers. Bros. 1993. Banger. Yep. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. I'm not sure how many minutes I'll last with that one, but I'll do my best. Right. Okay. Okay, what have we been playing this week? Not yeah. a lot. Not a lot for you, Andy? No. Yeah, any Hitman under your belt? No? Nah, I Not still time. need to get back to it. I'm up then. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've just been playing the same as me, Jessica. Right, I've been playing a few different things, uh, as I always tend to do. I can't remember if I talked about this last week, but I have been playing a game called Skate City, which is... I think I'm pretty sure I did talk about it last week anyway, but it's it came from mobile and it's now on consoles. It's a simple game. It's a 2D side-scrolling skateboarding game, but it's fun. It's, it takes a bit to get used to the controls, but I'm enjoying it. Like, I'm okay at it, but I do find the controls are taking a bit, quite a bit of time to get used to for me. Um, we're going to have a review of it on the site soon. One of the guys is covering that for us. In fact, that might also be a thing that's up by the time you read this. But I, I would say it's good. It's very cheap as well. It's only about £7. And there's plenty of moves. The, I really like the 
uh, music in it. It's all instrumental based, but it's just it's just a bit of a banger. It's pretty good. Other than that, I played a little bit of a game called Subnautica Below Zero. I don't know if anyone will be aware. There was a game before mm. called just Subnautica, which I'd completely bypassed. Uh, it was actually, I think it was free on the days of play, so a lot of people probably own it now. But um, from what I played, it was just I was using a friend's Steam account, and I played maybe half an hour of it. It's beautiful. Like, it's a survival game, but you're mostly underwater, but you have to come up for air every so often. It's not really my type of game because you get very little hand-holding. So you're swimming about underwater with very little direction, not even a map, and you're trying to... There is waypoints, but it's... Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seemed it's very heavy on exploration, and I have limited time to game. So it's the type of game you could play for an hour and not achieve anything, which Mm -hmm. for some people would be a massive turn on or whatever that's what they'd be looking for but not really for me but uh, it's getting really good reviews some people are saying it's the best survival game to date so mm. if that's your your bag then check that out i played a little bit more art of rally on pc it's coming out on console soon it's a rally game kind of pastel art style and it's very much in the vein of not in terms of controls but in terms of look of like micro machines classic uh, I, just in the terms of like the camera angles and stuff like that but I really like the controls like it's very good for like it's, it seems difficult to master but like if you just sort of pump the brake a wee bit as you're going around the corner like you can get some really good skids going and it handles really well it looks like it would be quite difficult though I've only done the first three or four races um, but enjoy what I played I played a little bit more I jumped back into a game from last year in fact, it was 2019 it came out called My Friend Pedro. You ever played that, Andy? I've heard of it never played it's it. It's really fun. It's 2D side-scrolling, but it's kind of got some depth to it. And it's just like, it's like a Max Payne-style shooter, but it's silly, like you're talking to a... a Max Payne. A banana that is telling you to do all these bad things. Uh, but it's got, like, the slow-mo. You can, like... You're trying to chain these kills together. Like, it's... Re- it, see, when you look at it, it looks daft, but mm. the controls are fucking brilliant, and it plays so well. Really, really well. It's well worth looking into. Mind, uh, you were telling us about that. So this is just kind of a wee bit random, yeah. but you were telling us about that YouTube channel, No Clip. Aye. I still haven't had a chance to watch that. I've had a wee flick through it, and there was one that I was watching when I was making my dinner the other night, and it was like to do with IO Interactive. Like, right. What was it called? It wasn't called The Rise and Fall. It was called The Fall and Rise of IO Interactive. Right. Because of absolution to then getting back to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, and it reminded me of that game they made, Kane and Lynch. Remember that? Yes. How fucking awesome that game was. Aye. There was a second one that was really bad, though, wasn't there? Was there? I think there was a second I one. Know, I can't remember. I just remember it. The first like, one was fun, though, wasn't it? Oh, it was so much fun because it reminded me of that film, uh, and I think a lot it was based on like, right. a lot of inspiration, but that film, Heat, with Robert yes. De Niro, and uh, that was just an awesome uh, film. But I'll need to check that out. I keep meaning to. I've just had no time, but I, I'd like to make it. There I've, was I've, two. Had four days off. Aye, but I'm trying to get through fucking games <laughs> yet to be spoken about. I think that's a series that should be reignited again. Aye. I'm sure they brought awesome. out a, I'm sure they brought out a second there one is. and they fucked Aye, it. There is. Aye, it was, was Keenan Lynch, Dead Men, 2007. Keenan Lynch 2, Dog Days, 2010. I think the Dog's Day one, Dog Days one was pretty bad. 
I think it killed the series. But I know I totally agree. I, I really enjoyed the first one. Um, but I that no clip again. If anyone missed last week's episode or you haven't checked it out, check out no clip. Really, really good stuff on there. Um, what else did I play? I finally checked out. There's a game. I don't know if you want to hear this, Andy. It's called Hobo Tough Life. You talked about it last <laughs> week. <laughs> I finally got a chance to try it. It's what's that about? It's really. I mean, the graphics aren't very good, but the mechanics are. So you start off just as this homeless guy, and right. it's first person, and you've got to go around and scavenge and build up enough stuff so that you can like build a shelter and like survive basically. But it's it's got so many weird things. Like, see if you go to rake a bin, it comes up with a mini game, and the mini game's Minesweeper. Mm-hmm. So you're like dotting about trying to, and it, the better you do, the more stuff you get raided for the you can raid out of the bin. But if you raid too okay. many bins, then it puts your morale down. There's like about five different meters. Like you've got a morale, you've got a health, you've got a how cold or how warm you are because of the elements and stuff like that. It's it's when you look at it, it looks rough. Like it's not this is not a triple A game. And it's made by a small studio. But it's it's an interesting idea and What's ma- it called again? Sorry, Hobo, Hobo Tough Life. Tough Life. Uh so I it's worth checking out. I don't know how much more I'll play of it, but it was certainly interesting to try. And before we get into other sections, the last thing I played was I jumped back into Assassin's Creed Valhalla and played a little bit more of that. I'm slowly but surely making my way through it. Uh, I've completed every other Assassin's Creed game, so I'm not going to let this one defeat me. But I feel yeah, like I've it, not played it in a while. I feel like it's been out long enough that I'm, I'm not too worried about spoiling things for people but if you are wanting to avoid minor spoilers for Assassin's Creed Valhalla skip forward a minute or two I want to ask Andy a question I got to the bit where you go to Asgard yes it's quite cool yeah that's what I'm pretty sure everyone would have thought I Mm -hmm. fucking don't like it one bit are you there for a while you don't need to be Right, because I want to get f- oh, fuck. Oh, honest to God, um, I, see as soon as it happened and it transferred <laughs> you to Asgard, the, the graphics were nice, right? But as soon as it took you there in this mythical place, I'm like, oh my God, I oh, bet, see, I, I love I all that stuff. Bet everyone thought this was fucking brilliant, and it's just completely put me off the game. I'm just like, I just <laughs> I need out of here. Fucking Loki's there and Thor's this old man and I'm like, I don't yeah. I'm running about trying to collect stuff for a potion to make a fucking spell that can put a dome over the fucking oh my god, I just want out. I'm like if this goes on much longer I might chuck it. <laughs> so I just need to know because I, I and I know I was sitting there playing it going, I bet everyone fucking thought this was the best thing ever and I hate it. I just want out. I want I want to get away from it. I, no I was idea. I was I was quite involved. I was quite like enjoying the settlement stuff and building yeah. up my settlement and I quite liked the world and exploring it and it's just taken me away from that to this shitty wee fucking island of nothingness and I just went out. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but I uh that's fine. If if I can get out soon I'll I'll continue on with it. <laughs> uh and yeah, outside of that's what I've been playing, other than when we move on to our next two sections. You'd like to introduce us, Jessica. Oh, I'm just gonna let you just continue. All right, okay. Well, uh, our game club game for this month is Resident Evil Village. So I have been slowly but surely making my way through that. I'm roughly halfway through it now. I just good. Ah, it it's really good. Really, really good. It's 
usually we would talk. I would talk about like what's going on in it. Do you mind no, about? I don't want to hear. Aye, it's it's good. It's I'll I'll be very vague. It's I like how it's different. Like it's not like it sticks with the one theme throughout. Right. It changes it up. It's like it's almost like it's in sections, and it seems to like kind of change things up. And like, so you you never get comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you know, you get a game that's maybe ten hours long, and you like within the first hour, you're like, right, this is the rules of the game. Yeah. This is what I do. Okay, it's on switching up. Ah, it's not like it. Not like it's changing from a fucking first person exploration yeah. game to like a driving game or anything like that. But it's I don't know. <laughs> it, it's keeping you on your toes and stuff like that. And the the graphics are amazing. It plays really well. The characters are really good. Like. It's it's really really good, mm. um, yeah. I'll I'll talk about it more obviously at the end of the month, but uh, yeah, I really like it. I mean, one thing that's that's not a spoiler, but there's a, a shopkeeper, the Duke, and he's brilliant. Like, a, a, it's got a lot of good characters. This one, like more so than I would say, probably any other Resident Evil game. Like, I feel like, and like other than the main characters, like you like Chris Redfield or you like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Jill Valentine, like people like that. But outside of those core characters, I feel like this one, even been halfway through it, it's got memorable characters in it, and I feel like the other games don't really, apart from maybe the villain Nemesis. Aye, everybody remembers Nemesis or Mister yeah. X. Yeah. But outside of that, like I feel like there's like side characters that actually, I'm, I'll be like, oh, I'll remember those people. Mm-hmm. So uh, it seems quite good. We we got a couple of questions in about it, but. There's a few of them that I'm not even far enough that I could answer them, so I'll maybe hold on to them to the end of the month. Okay, and you can prepare to lose a limb in the next game we're going to discuss, which is called Just Die Already. It's an old people mayhem sandbox game created by designers of Goat Simulator. You're Hmm. basically an old person, angry, you've just been kicked out of your retirement home, and yeah. (laughs) It's mad, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, this game comes out the day this podcast drops is when the game comes out. So technically, we're not supposed to be speaking about it just now, but we can by the time this goes live, unless we make an ass or something and put it out early. Mm. Uh, it's good. I like it. I really yeah. like it. Like, I mean, I you won't have played Goat Simulator, Andy? No, no, I know, no. I know what it is though. I, I had to play an em- we had to aye, play. <laughs> an embarrassing amount of that game, like. When Nathan was wee, before he was able to play games, like I think I had it on one day because I was trying to get the trophies for it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he saw it being played and thought it was the funniest fucking thing he'd ever seen. So oh, no. this evolved into probably about two months worth mm. of him just being like two years old. Daddy, daddy, put the goat game on, put the goat game on. And I would have to sit for hours with this goat game just going out in front of traffic and getting hit and it's like it's like those kind of like ragdoll physics yeah. so you go flying through there and stuff like that and he would just sit in his wee chair and he would giggle and giggle and get he fucking loved it so I mean I honestly must have put about 50 hours in this thing right wow. it was fun enough for, like, there was a one of the trophies you had to go on a computer and flappy play goat. flappy goat yeah uh, and it was murder <laughs> and you could do it no we had to get Brooke to do it my wee cousin had to come round and do this thing you had to get 10 points and it was murder <laughs> but she had obviously been this was during the flappy bird I can't remember Chris, was it flappy bird angry birds no, no no flappy I think it was flappy bird I can't remember but it was flappy during... duck is it not flappy duck <sighs> we're so oh my god what are we doing what are we doing 
<laughs> but anyway, there's people Is screaming. It a floppy dog? There's people fucking screaming at their phones right now. But uh, whatever, she was big on that, so she got it no bother. But uh, I said, that, I'm sure it's Flappy Bird. Look it up. Uh, so, yeah, that, see, to be fair, this new game is, it's almost like a reskin. but yeah, with, with Flappy Bird. Aye. But with way more stuff. Like, that Flappy Bird game got pulled from the store because they'd stolen assets from Super Mario. Oh, really? Like, you were, you were dodging in and out of uh, the pipes. And they'd taken those pipes straight from Mario once, it got delisted from the oh, store after sake. the guy had made about fucking 10 million off or something. Is that folk were selling like, their iPhones with it yes. installed? Because like, you couldn't get it anymore. Aye. Yep. Wow. That's insane. Aye, it's mental because it was fucking shit and infuriating. <laughs> but, anyways. How hard is it to fucking animate a pipe? Well, that's the thing. You've the guy had never it. made a game before and he made it in about a day. Oh, and then God. he had to start claiming, I didn't really want to make money off it. Like, I nearly did, mate. That's why you put it in the fucking store. Yeah. But I so this it, it's really it's really fun. Like I don't know, you just like you, you, it's mapped so that we're playing on Switch at the moment. But it's mapped so that like left bumper and right bumpers, your left and right hand, you use that to pick stuff up and drop. And then once you've got something picked up, use left and right trigger to use it. But I mean, you like do stuff like it's hard to go like, even two minutes without getting like your leg amputated mm-hmm. or something. Like so you're just falling to bits. And then you end up, like, you can get both your legs amputated and then you can just roll about the streets just causing more hassle to people. And at any point, you just press... This is the games we've got these days. Aye. And so, any... these people... And at any point, you can press... Jacob in the boardroom again. <laughs> giving it the whole... This is a shitty platinum. This no, is no. This is a proper triple A I think, it, see, game. to be fair, I think it'll do all right. Like, it will. It's, it'll get an audience. Like, it is fun. Like, some of the stuff, that the whole the whole way the game's set up is that when you get kicked out of the old folks' home, you've got a bucket list of stuff you want to get through before you die, mm. and that's all your challenges that you have to do. Like, you have to go... You can play football, you can play... There's, like, uh, baseball. There's, like, loads of different stuff you've got to do. And see, to be... Like, it is fun. Like, I've only been playing it in short bursts just because I was saying to you the other day, I don't find the Switch that comfortable mm. to hold and play. Like, I only play it in handheld. Mm. And it's just, I don't know. Like, I think Ern's Switch Lite is a lot more comfortable, even though it's smaller mm. than, than the normal Switch. But mm. it, it does seem quite good. There's lots of kind of, yeah, weird things that you can do, like... And just for fun, like there was a, a bouncer standing, and so I just went up and punched him, and then he obviously started a fight with me and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, like, it was just, it was fun. I ah, like, just get into these mad brawls with yeah. people and stuff like and that. There's quite a lot of like <laughs> weapons around, like knives and mm-hmm. like electrical things that you can electrocute people with. And, see, if you yeah. punch somebody, I don't think you can say they started a fight with you yeah. when you're the one instigating yeah. it. <laughs> when you're 85 year old, you can. Oh, you can just go You've got plausible deniability when you get to the age of 70, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. There's like air vents as well. And if you go over them, that shoots you up into the air so you can get onto it. Because I, I ended up on a roof and I got a gun and I was just fucking blowing shit up. But it's just, I mean, it's, oh just, it's literally just a, a mad sandbox. But I don't know. I, I like the idea of it being you're a pensioner and it's your, like, you're about to die and you've got a bucket list and you're trying to get through this bucket list. So it's quite fun. <laughs> Review of that is to come in the coming days. Cool. What about a shitty, shitty platinum, Craig? Shitty, shitty. Shitty, shitty platinum. Oh, yes. 
I went to the vault this week because... To as, the vault we go. As some people might be aware, I'm currently sitting on 199 Platinums. <gasps> Tantalising. And I bet you ain't one. But, uh, so, I can't Platinum a game just now because I want the 200th Platinum to be a good one. So, I can't... Why? Who, who, like... Nobody, I just, I just mm, do. This is for his so own, my, his own <laughs> titillation. Uh, so, my plan is... I, like my favourite game of last gen was Ghost of Tsushima but I had that much on that when I finished the story I was like right I want a reason to come back to this I'm going to do all the, the stuff that I've got left at a later date mm-hmm. so that's my plan that's going to be Platinum 200 the issue I have just now is that because I've got a few games on the go for review I don't have enough flipping room on the Playstation's small hard drive to install it just now mm-hmm. so I can't I, can, I, can, I can't Platinum one of these fucking Retallica games nonsense because then that will take up Platinum 200 so I'm, a bit, I'm, a, I'm on a bit of a sticky wicket at the moment so I had to go back <laughs> I had to go back into the vault so what I've chosen is a game I believe it came out you're so proud Jeff mm-hmm. <laughs> a game that came out I think it was 2019 it's a point and click game called Football Game which that's what it's called that's what it's called the- Football Game and it's an it's a point and click adventure story about a young teenager who is going. He's a American football, I suppose, college star, and he is having issues with his girlfriend. I don't want to give the super interesting story away, but that's how how it plays out. It's only about half an hour long. Uh, if you do want to get the platinum, I would suggest using a guide because, as with most point-and-click games, there's like a lot of missable stuff. Like you have to mm-hmm. fucking look in the mirror twice or whatever. You know what I mean? Like well, point-and-click games always have weird objectives. So if you were to play it without a guide, you would miss. I would guess quite a fair bit of the trophies. But I quite liked it. Like it's one of these ones that I actually enjoyed going back to get the other regions and stuff like that. Like I love a point-and-click game anyway, but. Um, yeah, it's published by Ratalica Games to the surprise of absolutely fucking nobody. Oh, of day. course it is. <laughs> it's developed by a team called Cloak and Dagger Games, which is quite a cool game studio name actually. Um, but I would, I haven't had a chance to look at them, but I would, I would be interested to see what else they do because, as I say, I love a point and click game, and it was pretty fun. And it's the usual three pound or whatever. So get that one checked out. Locked and loaded. So moving on to this week's news. First up, it appears that a native PS5 version of Saints Row the Third is on the way if a trophy listing on popular website Exophase is anything to go by. The PS4 version of this remastered hit landed on last gen systems almost exactly a year ago, so this would be polish upon polish. If this release does materialise, you can also expect enhanced version for the Xbox Series X and possibly S. However, a new achievement list isn't likely. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> I know, that's, that's the bastard about, about Xbox's more seamless upgrades is that you don't get second lists and stuff like that. Uh, this actually was, like in the last hour or two, confirmed like it is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of Central Games. It's coming, I think it's May 25th. I'm, see, for the most part, I'm not either, but Saints Row the Third I really liked. Is it's that the, the one only they, one? They just went kind of mystical and over the top with everything. I, I, you, 
that the scene I always remember from it is you jump out a plane and you're heading into a party while Kanye West's blaring. Mm. Uh, it is mad. Like, don't get me wrong, it's mm. mental. Like, you can, but. I don't know. I didn't. I never get into Central. See Central Four, and then there was I think Get Out of Hell and stuff like that. Like I just, yeah. I there was like fucking laser guns and stuff like that. And see, to be honest, I'm, I can't even remember now. There might be in Central Three, but there was something f- really fun about Central Three. Like you can do Stone Cold Stunners, like <laughs> the melee combat. You can pull out like about four wrestling moves. Like it just, I I really liked it. I, and yeah, I mean, it's just going to be. A more enhanced version of the enhanced version from last year, but I know it's it's worth a look. It's the, I would say it's the only central game that's worth a look. Okay, free to play spin off shooter The Division Heartland will take place in a small American town named Silver Creek, according to leaked footage from a closed alpha test. Yeah, that's right. So it's at the moment apparently it's got a PVE based expedition mode and a forty five player PvPVE mode as well. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be like the, the previous Division games. You'll just be looting, scavenging, shooting the usual, I guess. Did you you played the first Division game, Andy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you played both of them, though? No? I think I've played both of them, yeah. I, I played the first one and I really liked it. And I didn't think I would because I hate, I usually hate those games where like enemies are like bullet sponges. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I get really into the first game. But for some reason, see the second one, I just I couldn't. I played a little bit of it and then I was like, I'm fucking, I'm done with this. I don't, I don't know what it was. I found it quite one. repetitive after a while. That's what made me lose interest. I, th- I think with it, see with this, see the, f- I mean, you're like me, we like to play games alone and see the first game, it felt fine to me playing it alone. Mm-hmm. But the second one, like even early on, I was getting my fucking ass kicked and I was like, this seems like it wants me to have two folk with me. Like this would be a lot easier with friends yeah. and that really put me off. Yeah, I can't be fucked with that shit. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. Though, like, apparently this uh, this free to play version, it's been handled by. It's been developed by a team called Red Storm Entertainment, and they don't make that many games anymore. I think the last thing they made was Star Trek Bridge Crew for PSVR, but they made the first ever Tom Clancy game. <laughs> like they've been about for a while. There was a Tom Clancy game in nineteen ninety seven called Tom Clancy's Politica, and it was a it was like a game of Risk on PC. Christ. And then they also made the first Ghost Recon game in ninety eight. So they've not done much in recent years, but like it's interesting that they were the ones that start. I mean, think how many Tom Clancy games there are, oh, and no. they were the ones that started it. And then they're getting to make this free to play game. It's quite cool. <laughs> Okay, so Biomutant, the upcoming open-world post-apocalyptic kung fu fable RPG due for release next week, will run at 1080p slash 30 on base Xbox One and PlayStation 4 consoles. The Xbox One X and PS4 Pro will, however, run at 60 frames per second. No native Xbox series or PlayStation 5 versions have been announced, but the game will run on all current-gen machines via backwards compatibility. This game looks awesome. It I'm looks really, really cool, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it looks different. It's weird, like there's a, there's a bit of a divide. Like sometimes when I go on Twitter, which again, as we've proven with Returnal, that is not a great barometer of the games industry as a whole. But some people are really excited for it, and then other people seem to think it's going to be absolute shit. I, I think, think it, it looks, looks good. Cool as fuck. Aye. For some reason, I get I don't know. It's going to be nothing like this, but I keep getting 
Guardians of the Galaxy vibes from it. See the wee, who, yeah, is yeah. It the wee raccoon guy. Aye, it just reminds me of him. Yeah. I don't know why. Like I, I, I imagine we're planning to review it on the site, but I imagine it's going to be the type of game that's going to get like sevens and eights out of ten. Like I don't think it's going to be like this. Oh, game mm. of the year contender, but it looks cool and it looks fun. I think it's going to be one of those, you know, like eight out of tens that's like really fun yeah. to play. Looks good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Aye, not long to wait now. Mm, okay. In an awesome surprise, the critically acclaimed SnowRunner is heading to Xbox Game Pass and it'll be live on the service by the time you read this. Released in April last year, the game currently sits at an 81 on Metacritic. What's this, a snowboarding game or something? No, I just realised I'm an idiot when I wrote this. I wrote down, when you read this. I don't think anyone's reading our oh, podcast. Sorry. No, that's me. It was me that wrote it. <laughs> in my sleep-deprived state at one o'clock in the morning yesterday. Uh, I, it's no, it's it's not. It would be, I wish it was. I wish it was a snowboarding game because they're fucking cool awesome. Borders. Yeah, or SSX, which was nah, the cool borders. Fuck, SSX tricky. Nah, oh. I didn't play that. I was a cool borders fan. Didn't play it. No. <sighs> don't know how you get through the interview process <laughs> uh, no SnowRunner is it's like a, one of these games in the long line of simulation games like it's meant to be one of the best ones and I think it would be pretty cool but it's like one of these ones where you take like a big rig and you have to like oh, deliver yeah. stuff yeah it's um, weird these games they're They've They're got a following. There's like uh-huh. bus simulator. There's fucking I train simulator's huge. I, I it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't think I'd like that. But then you probably end up getting into it. Like, remember mm. there was car simulator, like a car mechanic simulator. There's oh, there's fucking millions of them. But this one is supposed to be particularly good. Like, but uh, I've never played it. I'll maybe check it out. Cool wee addition to Game Pass though, as always. Okay. According to industry fanboy Jeff Grubb, upcoming Bethesda RPG Starfield will be exclusive to Xbox and PC. While this has not been officially confirmed, Grubb is known to have strong ties to Xbox and is unlikely to make such a claim without some insider knowledge. Additionally, Grubb indicated that the game is scheduled to release in quarter one of 2022. This was after Grubb himself had previously given fans the impression that it would be holiday 2021. Basically, Jeff Grubb says a lot of stuff. He does. Uh, he says a lot of stuff. It's interesting. I was listening. I haven't listened to. Uh, there's a. Uh, I was going to say website. There's a community called Kinda Funny. It's Greg Miller and yes. like this band of brothers, mm-hmm. and uh, they've got a lot of different podcasts. And I hadn't listened to any of their stuff in ages, just through lack of time, more than anything else. But. Uh, I listened to this episode of Gamescast and they were talking about like what was coming up this year and they actually phoned that Jeff Grubb up and said, what about Starfield? Do you think it's coming this year? And he was like, uh, I don't know, I'd heard 2021, but it could have it could have slipped into 2022. And then they asked him about, do you think it will come to PlayStation as well? Because obviously it would have been heavily in development before Bethesda were bought by Xbox. So mm-hmm. there would have been a PlayStation version in the works. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, no, I... Um, I don't know anything, but I, I don't think it will come to PlayStation. I think it will be Xbox. But then within about an hour or two, he was tweeting that it's Xbox exclusive. So mm. I don't know. Like it, I don't really know Jeff Grubb that well, like what he's like, but he does seem like he likes to stoke the flames a little bit. So I don't know if this was done to get a reaction or if after he made an appearance on that podcast, he was like, 
I should probably check this out, went and got confirmation and uh. then tweeted it. But it is just him saying this. Like, he works for, I think, VentureBeat or something like that, so it's not an official source saying this. Mm. But it makes sense that it wouldn't come to PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it will. But it's interesting, like, on, X, on Twitter just now, you've got the Xbox fans basically taking this being an exclusive as a slam dunk and that's going to be the thing that's going to win the generation uh, and mm. all I've seen is oh, like sick. all these memes about people PlayStation fans been absolutely just devastated that Starfield isn't coming but then all I've seen from PlayStation fans is all we've seen is a logo I, I don't really care mm. and it's going to be a big game but we need to know more about it before I mean like Bethesda's last game was Fallout 76 like you're gonna have to show us something before we get excited about your next game. Yeah, it could be amazing, but your last game was Fallout seventy six, which was shit. Yeah. Okay. So let's continue with some news. The uber popular roguelike game Hades may finally be on its way to PlayStation after it received an age rating for PS4 in Korea. This isn't always concrete proof, obviously, that the title is imminent, but there's really smoke without fire. I really hope it is. I played a little bit of this in PC, and it's it's really good. Really good. It's kind of 2.5D, I would say. Um, but it's it's a bit like Returnal. Like, it, just like, once you die, you restart. But the game plays excellent. Like, it's really responsive. Looks, the the graphics are really, really nice. Like, there was, there was plenty of places last year that gave this game of the year. Like, it's only currently on Switch and PC. But, I mean, it got as many... I mean, not it didn't win the major awards, like the games, the game awards or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, big websites and stuff like that, it won as many game of the year awards as The Last of Us Part 2. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a big, big game. It, it'll definitely come to PlayStation and Xbox. I'm surprised it hasn't came already. But that, I think this is proof that it's on the way, finally. Control Studio Remedy has published their latest business review for quarter one of 2021 and has given us an update on the status of a couple of projects currently underway at the developer. Most notably, a AAA game project with Epic Games is soon moving into full production and the second smaller scale game continues in full production mode. Rumours are still rampant that one of these titles is either Alan Wake sequel or (laughs) some mix of Control and Alan Wake after the recent DLC that linked the two franchises. Oh, Alan Wake. I'd cream myself for that. I I would definitely. I'd love it. So good. I think, like, see, I've still not played it. Like, see this fucking Control DLC that linked Alan Wake to Control? I've not played it. I've not played it either. And it sounds like, like you, I loved... Alan Wake, so I want to play it, but mm-hmm. like to me, like I really liked Control as well. So I think the best idea might be right. You've made Alan Wake, then you made Control, then you did a DLC that sort of showed they were in the same universe. Mm-hmm. So the next game could be called something completely different, but could like fully incorporate both. Maybe I don't know. I just like when I, I remember playing Alan Wake. And just like I love a game with a good story and it had a good story. Yeah. But then I just like the gameplay was unique as well with the torch and all that kind of stuff. Aye. And it's just like it's just it was just different from any other game I'd ever really played at that point. Definitely. So I was just like, this is I just remember playing it and thinking, This is fucking cool. Aye. I mean it's just a cool game. Uh, but like and control was good as well, but I d I don't know, there was something about control that didn't sit right with me. It was like the tone of it was really dark. 
And it I, was I just, dark. I don't know. I just don't... I, it just got weirder and weirder Aye. as well. And I'm not sure, like, it was a good game, but I just something about it for me, the tone, uh, didn't sit right with me. I don't know, it's weird to explain, but I did enjoy the game, no, but Alan Wake, 100 times more, I'd like to play that than a con- another control game. Yeah, I, I think one of these two projects will be controlled. There's been rumours for a couple of years now that there's going to be another Alan Wake game, so if they're making two, if they've yeah. two in development, then surely to fuck. <laughs> Publisher 505 Games has announced it will be publishing a sequel to last year's first-person ninja parkour adventure, Ghost Runner. While details are understandably sparse, Ghost Runner 2 will see one more level return to development duties to follow up their work on the first game, and it will be released on Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 5 and PC. No release date has been given, but more details are promised soon. What was this? Is this Runner? And what was that on? What platforms? It was. I played a little bit of it, a bit of it in PC. It came to PlayStation, Xbox. Really? I. It's it's interesting. Like the thing I would sort of, if I was trying to explain it to someone, it's a bit like Mirror's Edge. Like right. it's it's one of the it's it's a lot like Mirror's Edge, but it's harder. Like so, you are constantly running forward, wall running, jumping, mm-hmm. trying to continue your sort of fluid motion while shooting everything in sight and stuff yeah. like that it's very fucking cool and it got really high ratings like I'm, I'm really glad it's getting a, a sequel the thing for me was I'm just not good enough to play it like I, I got a code through for PC and I I tried I really tried but I, I mean I got to a point where I played for maybe three or four hours and I got to a point where someone could probably get... Someone that was good at the game could probably get there in 20 to 30 minutes. Like, I'm just... It was a lot harder than Mirror's Edge. Yeah, I'm watching clips and now. It's quite fast and kinetic. Aye. You need to be... You need to be good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not terrible at games, but I'm not... I don't have the reflexes, you know what I mean? Like, and... This is a game that's going to, like, test you. Oh, yeah. Rather yeah. than it being an experience... It's but it's like it's, it's honestly it's really good and it's got instant restarts as well so you never it's not like when you die you're like and I will wait aye and then you're on Twitter waiting for it to reload like you you can get straight back into the action like it it is good it's very very good and it's good that it's going to sequel but um, I just I wasn't good enough to continue with it. And last up, Rockstar announced that the native PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series version of Mega Hit Grand Theft Auto 5 will release on November 11th. Alongside this will be a new standalone upgrade version of GTA Online, which is exclusive to PlayStation 5 for the first three months. Never ending. It's like everyone needs in their life, isn't it? So they can can sell another fucking hundred million overtake Minecraft. It's insane. It really is crazy. There'll never be a game like this ever again. No. But it's just... There's only any words to explain how mental this game is. See, See the thing that I find weird? Like, see Rockstar, other than maintaining Grand Theft Auto... Online, like I, I do think they have started development in Grand Theft Auto Six, so I'm not saying I'm not saying they're twiddling their thumbs, mm. but this PlayStation Five slash Xbox they never mentioned Xbox at the time, but this next gen version of Grand Theft Auto Five was announced at the PlayStation Five reveal, which was in what like 
August or September last year. Right. How fucking long does it take? Like, I'm sure at that event they said it would be out early 2021. COVID's a thing. We get it. Takes a bit longer. But at the end of the fucking day, like, what are they doing with this thing? They're going to be upscaling the resolution and making it 60 frames a second. Doesn't even, How does doesn't that even take need 16 much. months? It still like, looks awesome. By the time November comes, that's 16 months. What the fuck? Are, like, what? This can't take that long. Remember DLC for it? Oh, man. How, how cool would it be to have, like, the Lost and the Damned again? And oh, a Ballad, Ballad of Gay Tony. Tony. Like, if they awesome. did that, by all means, but they're not going to do that. Like, so that I, just, I, don't under, I don't understand why it's taking so long. And do you know, I think mm. it seems weird that just on a random day in May, they're, like, November 11th. Yeah. Like, I, I think they're missing out by not doing DLC. I, it, I think so too it, like, but they only care about GTA Online I know because it makes money but like remember when the DLC came out for what's oh, Grand Theft Auto 3 that's 3 isn't it the one with Nico Bellic no, 4 that's 4 4 4 and that was the one that had Ballad Gay Tony and Lost Aye, and the Damned Lost and the Damned but and then like especially with the Lost and the Damned one it, it was like the same world obviously but you just got it from a different perspective because it was used in different locations and, and there was points felt, where like you saw Nico walk by aye, and stuff like that and you're like awesome. holy fuck it was so, it was so good aye, it was really good but aye, they're, they're obviously not going to do that unfortunately but yeah I just I don't know I'm just like I don't how fucking long does it take mm. like I'm, I, hopefully there's some like dual sense integration and stuff like stuff. that they're obviously making other stuff there's no way Grand Theft Auto 6 isn't in production they're but like something. even if they had five guys on it like just fucking make the PC version run and PlayStation and Xbox like I don't know how it takes that long but I'm not a developer you're so. not no, no. no. <laughs> okay and our pick of the week this week Craig do you want to tell us about that yes uh, there's it's actually a really good week for games there's a few different things I really wanted to give it to the new Leisure Sweet Larry game which is aptly named Wet Dreams Dry Twice but Jesus Christ I like the, the previous game it went back to its point and click roots and it was really good and I've no doubt that this one again is in fact I know it's really good because it got really good re- reviews on PC when it came out last year so I'd, I want to give it to that but I can't because of the price it's 40 quid Ooh. 40 pounds for a point and click game that it's it's not acceptable like I remember I reviewed the last game and I actually, mar- it's one of the only games I can ever remember marking down and score because of the price. Mm. Because I just, I don't know, like, I love point and click games, but there's an, I think there's an expectation that they should cost a certain amount. And, mm. like, you're not going to replay a point and click game, really, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless it's, like, an all-time classic. So, I just, I, 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 for that reason, I'm not giving it to that, but if you like point and click games, definitely check it out. The one I've went for is Knockout City, which oh, is, is that kind of dodgeball the dodgeball game. It's like an it, it it's published by EA and it's yeah it's on the fact that it's online. I don't know how long I play it for, but it's dodgeball. The previews that I've seen, people are saying that it controls brilliantly and it's a lot of fun. And mm. also the main reason I put it as the pick of the week is the small barrier to entry because day one, it's on EA Play, which is £3 a month. So you can buy the game, I think it's maybe 25 quid if you want to buy it, but you could literally just pay £3, I think it's £3.99 to get a month at EA Play 
and you can play that game all month along with every other EA game. Like FIFA 21's on it, like all the sports games. So, like with that low barrier to entry and the fact that it's previewed so well, I think that deserves Game of the Week. Okay, and just, I suppose, picking up on something that you mentioned just recently, Craig, um, Alan has wrote into us and said, you guys have mentioned point-and-click games a lot recently. What is your favourite game ever in that genre? I think we know what yours is. Grim, it must be Grim Fandango. Yeah, it's Grim Fandango. <laughs> uh, that's a close second for me, but it's Broken Sword for me. Broken Sword, that's a belter as well. Yeah, yeah played that a lot. Yeah. Played it more than I have Grim Fandango. I've played Grim Fandango a lot as well. Aye. I probably, well, I say a lot, I've probably completed it like four or five times. Yeah. Which I think for a game is quite a oh, lot. Um, but Broken Sword, are probably the first one, especially. I've probably double that of played it so many times ah, Broken Swords are a really good one because the thing is you can go back to them and like for me personally my memory is shocking if you give it enough years it's like playing it for the first time so again. it's almost a good thing because I get to watch films almost again <laughs> for the first time if I leave it long enough it's like watching a film for the first time it's the great Men in Black over at his house and ah, you, like, me pen or like, uh, like programmes and stuff like that. I just forget what's happened yeah. um, I mean it drives Lisa mental if I just forget stuff she's told me. But like for stuff like that, it's quite good. And for games, like point-and-click games, I don't remember any of the puzzles. Yeah. I, it's like playing it again. <laughs> uh, mine, mine would be Grim Fandango. Actually, I was thinking about this earlier, and I just made a note of like some other gems. Like the, the, As I say, those two most recent uh, Leisure Sweet Larry games, they are really good, and they're mm. genuinely funny. I mean, it's juvenile humour, but it, it's yeah. genuinely funny. I'd recommend checking them out. Recently we covered the Dark Side Detective games, really good. Uh, there's remastered versions of Full Throttle and oh, yeah, right. uh, Day of the Tentacle. Yeah. And they're on Game Pass as well if you'd want to check them out or you can buy them on PlayStation. They're always only a couple of quid. Um, Broken Age, as you said. Monkey Island games are really good. There was one... It was delisted from PlayStation and Xbox stores, but I don't know if it ever came back. It was called The Wardrobe, and it just gave me Grim Fandango vibes because you had a little guy that was a skeleton. Um, I I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It's so many pop culture references as well. Almost every scene had something, which was really cool. And then, of course, there's the Telltale games, which are fucking brilliant. Some of those Telltale games are amazing. Why don't they never done another Grim Fandango? Did it not sell very well or something? I think you know, it sold well, and it's even to this day, it's one of the highest rated PC games yeah, ever. I know, but at that time, it was LucasArts, and they just they were kind of falling apart. No, up. but who's the guy? There's a guy that's the creator of all these games. Uh, this is David something, David Jaffe. Aye. Is it David Jaffe, isn't it? Is oh, it? no, it's, it's not Tim. Oh, you might Tim Sweeney. Right. Something like that. He, and he's kind of taking a back seat. I think his thing was he like he likes and you can see this from a creator that's going to bother me check it quickly it's either Jaffe or Sweeney uh, he wants to always make something new and different uh, he, does, see, he doesn't like to go back because was, he uh, was the same guy that did uh, Full Throttle and yeah exactly that's what was making me think of it but he's always wanted to do something different so Tim Schafer Tim Schafer uh, Jesus Christ that's it uh, um, but he's, all, he's, uh, he's, in, he's doing is it Double Fine he's, in, he's with Double Fine yeah that's he? right because they're doing, they're the ones that are doing the Psychonauts sequel. Mm-hmm. They did Psychonauts as well, but they're doing the sequel. 
But uh, the, the only other the other games like point and click that I would say is the Telltale games. If if you haven't played them, I mean, mm. The Walking Dead is one of the best stories I've ever seen in a game. That first season was unbelievable. And then there's they're a bit different though, aren't they? Uh, it's point and click, but it's almost like ah, uh, you can timed uh, and... you can you can. There's lots of decisions and stuff yeah. like that as well. And then there was the. Uh, Wolf Among Us as well, which, oh, was, like fa- which was Fables. Yeah, like, I that enjoyed was that. Really good. I'd never even heard of Fables before. Uh, but to see, really? like, and I don't know, but because there's comics and stuff, isn't there? Yeah. But to see, like, all these, like, there was Snow White's in it and uh, the Big Bad Wolf and all these Disney characters come to life, but they're all, like, like I don't know, one of them's like a drug addict. I know, was quite like, cool. I was like, holy shit, this is really cool. So I would, I would, I, those are some of my favourites, but I would say check out all of them. Okay, thank you for listening to our nonsense once again this week. If you have enjoyed, please leave us a review, share on your socials and tell your gamer friends to listen as it really goes a long way to help and support the podcast. Video content can be found at youtube.com forward slash puredeadgaming and written reviews and updates are posted on the website at puredeadgaming.com. We'll be back next week with another fun-filled episode, so please come back on Thursday at 3pm for the drop. I just want to give myself a Barry Horowitz pat in the back because mm-hmm. I don't think I said you know what I mean very much this week Nothing. last week I said it a lot <laughs> I was really annoyed by myself I was listening back to the podcast and it was just like you know what I mean you know what I mean and I was like stop saying you know what I mean <laughs> don't worry I knew what you meant <laughs> <laughs> bye more